Welcome to Snapchat with my younger self. My name is Monique Callender, and I am the younger self. And I'm Karen Thomas, and I'm the snap in this chat. You are now listening to an intergenerational advice show, or Wisdom for the Ages. Oh, Black History Month. Yes, happy Black History Month. Ah, finally. (laughs) (laughs) So where did this all begin, and why did we even get to Black History? Good question. Well, let me try with a little answer. All right. So Dr. Carter G. Woodson, who was incredibly educated at the University of Chicago with a master's degree and at Harvard with a doctorate. He was only the second African-American or the second Negro in Mm. the 1920s to receive um, a degree, a doctorate degree from Harvard, the first being W.E.B. Du Bois. Well, he was told at Harvard that Negroes didn't have any history. What? And he said, oh, no, you didn't. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And so this became an opportunity for him to establish uh, a month-long celebration. And he picked February because of um, President Lincoln Mm. uh, honoring him and the abolitionist uh, movement. Uh, And he really is the father of black history. Oh, wow. Or Negro history, as it was then I did not know that, which is a shame. But today we have brought with us to celebrate black history, we have brought Amari, the founder of Black and Abroad, a student club here at AUP. Welcome, Amari. Hello. Thank you for having me. Welcome, Amari. (laughs) We're happy to have you. Um, So, Amari, uh, I want to ask you, why did you start Black and Abroad at AUP? Well, I started it because I noticed that there was no central place for black students to even meet each other at AUP Mm. Um, and I was there was a club beforehand that was uh, mostly for African students but it welcomed everyone to come learn about Africa Mm -hmm. Um, but that club has since uh, dissolved Mm. and so um, just a little background like I um, I came from a like predominantly white high school Mm -hmm. and even there I noticed that black students tend to not talk to each other um, and so I always like yeah. wondered why. So why do we always walk past each other and not talk? Mm-hmm. And so I noticed the same pattern here at AUP, and I was getting tired of it. So I decided to start an o- my own uh, club and have it serve as a place for black students to come together. Good for you. Good Thank for you, you, my little sister. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my yeah. younger self. <laughs> and I can, I can echo that sentiment, um, being at AUP. Uh, and being a member of Black and Abroad, which started last semester and is uh, hosting a bunch of events for Black History Month. Um, it is nice to have that community here because you don't always get to see um, any yeah. black people in your class. And you mm-hmm. went to high school, kind of where I went to undergraduate school, in the Boston area. Yes. And I mm-hmm. was there in the 70s, Ooh. okay, when integration was happening and yes. where black student organizations were actually um, being founded because it was necessary. There were more black students in college in the early 70s than ever before and mm-hmm. probably ever since, uh, yeah. unfortunately. So uh, understanding mm-hmm. the, the real need for that. Yeah, and even oh, go ahead. Even the program that I was a part of, um, in high school, it was dedicated to getting students of color to go to those types of private schools uh, and top public schools around the country. So, And it's been around for uh, about 50 years now. Mm-hmm. And what, what is that organization? Uh, it's called A Better Chance. Right. It's a national program um, where they send students of color all around the country 
uh, to go to top schools, and it's uh, they get scholarships to attend these schools for all four years. So you all are making black history, the future <laughs> of black history here. Yes. Speaking of education, um, can you tell us why you think it's important to discuss issues that affect black Americans and Africans and why why that's a thing in black and abroad? Well, I think it's very um, important because even within the club, there's a diverse uh, amount of black students. Like we're not all from the same place, mm. from America, countries in Africa, even someone from Russia. Um, mm-hmm. We even learned about like there's generations of Africans uh, there. In Russia. Um, yes. Yeah. Wow. That was an int- I was there for that presentation. Yeah. It was really good. Wow. Had no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but within that, like if we're out on the street together, you would assume that people would assume that you're all from the same place. So there's no difference. Mm. But I don't think people realize that we don't even know the differences um, like from wherever we're from. Yeah. Basically. So there's differences based on location, how you grew up. Um, yeah. So. So in a I way, it's like we're educating ourselves, ourselves yeah. about each other. And that's the main objective of the club. Like our three goals is to educate, advocate, and represent black students at AUP. Mm. And our meetings are closed because we don't even know that much about each other. And so I don't think people know that. So they all assume that we're going to think the same way. And that's also what I was tired of. I'm like, why do we all have to think the same way or mm. act the same way? even though we're from different parts, like even being from a different part of the U.S., mm-hmm. no, you're not going to act the same. So when it, they see the same skin colors, like, oh, they're going to act all But no, we don't know that much about each other in the first place. Yeah, mm-hmm. it has been uh, a transformative experience, to say the least. So are there some tensions that you as a student, a young student here, feel between the African-American and African or Caribbean uh, or other international students of color? Um, I wouldn't necessarily, well, there have been times where it, in conversations it can get tense because even within the club, there are people that define just African-American differently. Like they have a parent that's African-American and then one who's from an African country. So to them, they're mm. African-American. Mm. Um, but to like people descended from like slaves, like that's African-American. Like that's how I grew up thinking of of Mm -hmm. Mm African-American and just defining those terms is different so at times and we talk about I um, actually that's an upcoming topic isn't it the misconceptions between black Americans and and Africans yeah yeah and so we just grew up thinking of it is tense. Like, I make the conversations uncomfortable on purpose because... <laughs> A- agitator. Yeah, so, like, but where else are we going to talk about these things? That's true. So providing a space for that, like, and it's a safe space. Mm-hmm. A safe space, yeah. It's supposed to be educational and, like, participatory. And fun. Yeah. Last so it's not meant to, like, make anyone feel like they should have known this. It's like we're all, like, you did We're all learning it. together, yeah. Yeah, and even the African students that have attended, they assume that, African-Americans knew this. Mm. Like, we don't know anything. We weren't taught about where you all come, like, where we're from. Like, it Mm -hmm. was erased. Yeah. And that's something that we're definitely going to talk about tomorrow during our talk. I'm really excited for Mm -hmm. that. I actually went to Ghana uh, a few months back Mm -hmm. with uh, uh, the uh, uh, cultural programs here. Oh, yeah. And it was really a soul explosion experience. I mean, and those are just words. Those are not the feelings. Mm. But um, we visited one of the slave castles, and I'm only calling it a castle because our African kings and queens were housed there. Mm. Um, 
And I was walking across the drawbridge to get in, and I looked up, and I saw our family crest. And when I say family crest, the um, plantation owners Mm. that bought my ancestors were Scottish, Mm. and they gave us the name Griffin. And so the griffin, uh, which is a medieval mm-hmm. uh, bird, yeah. was above uh, at this slave castle. And it was really a moment of questioning the fact that I really don't know where I'm from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as I have met, um, you know, uh, not only African students, but uh, people from the continent of Africa and countries here, particularly Francophone countries here, Mm, their uh, interpretation of who they are is so Mm. much more rooted in Mm. who they really are, Mm -hmm. you know? So they're not saying, well, oh, we did Ancestry.com and I'm 1% this and (laughs) 2% that Mm. and 5% I don't know. They're saying, well, my father's from Mali, my mother is from Dakar, and I'm a, also a French citizen, but I'm really African, mm. you know, and it's really an amazing thing. Yeah. Yeah. I get a lot of um, questions about my heritage being here in Paris. Um, I was going to ask you, yeah. you know, <laughs> being a multiracial uh, yeah. uh, woman here in yeah. the city of Paris and being quite beautiful. But Oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> but, uh, what is that experience here in the context of black history? Uh, well, first of all, people rarely guess that I'm American right off the bat, unless they've heard me speaking in English, um, not even for an extended period of time. But if I interact with somebody and maybe I'm speaking French um, or maybe I haven't said anything, the question inevitably comes up, like, where are you from? And um I tell them that I'm American, but usually I get something like, are you from Martinique or, or somewhere else? Um, they want you to be exotic. Yeah, it's, and it's literally anything other than yeah. the U.S. Um, and then when I tell them that I'm American, they're like, okay, but where is your family from? And, I <laughs> and it took me a while to come up with a standard answer because that's always a really complicated question, and it really mm-hmm. depends on how long you actually feel like talking to this person. Um, but basically now what I ask people is, are you familiar with the history of slavery in the Mm -hmm. U.S.? Um, And it's like they forgot that it happened or they didn't know or even still they're like, but where is your family from? And I'm like, we don't know. Slavery happened. There were no records kept. And I don't want to have to do a DNA test to find out who my ancestors are. I've had yeah. similar situations. Really? Like people will say, like, where are you? Like, where are you from? I'll say, like, the DMV area. And it's like, no, like, where are you from? From, like, where are your parents from? Like, also the from the same. <laughs> yeah, like, Georgia. And they're like, no, like, where are you from? From, I'm like, did you not? Why like, does people, it matter? Like, people, how far back in my ancestry exactly. do you want me to go? Like, are people, my parents and grandparents <laughs> not enough? When people love America, but then once they meet, like, a black American, they, like, forget everything. Mm. Or they're not, they're not taught about, like, African, like, slavery or like the history in america yeah actually there's a really good documentary that i just watched last night on amazon prime and now of course i can't remember the name of it but it's basically <laughs> the history come on you two yeah, you're know, the younger self now <laughs> the younger self my memory's never been good that's my story and i'm sticking to it um but it was a really good overview of um just black white relations and the connection with the christian church and mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a lot, some of the stuff I already knew, 
Um, but I thought that it was a good primer for anybody who maybe mm, wasn't aware of these issues. Out. Yeah, I'll check find the name. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Amari, yes. what do you want people to walk away from Black history in the month of March differently? differently. What is it that you want them to, to, to know or to do or to have that's going to be mm -hmm. different as a result of all the work that uh, yeah. your club and the uh, other, the culture club are putting in to, mm -hmm. you know, create awareness around Black History Month? Well, I think an overall objective or goal is that for people to realize that there's so much that we don't know. Yeah. And that um, just by uh, coming to these events or like listening to, um, like black people talk about their experience, knowing that it's not all the same. It's much different. Even black people don't know certain things because um, coming to the club, we learn different perspectives based on how we grew up or where we grew up. Um, so yeah, that's the overall goal to know that there's okay. not much that we do know, but yet we're still making effort for other we're, people to learn. We're in this together this yes. March. <laughs> yeah. So as we sort of uh, wind this down, I want to just share some thoughts. Um, in 1968, I was 13 years old. I had been the only black sixth grade graduate of my elementary school class. I attended the only junior high school in my town where little black girls and little white girls sat side by side. I believed even before Obama that, yes, we can. I was living the dream that Dr. King had only dreamed but fought so hard to make reality. I had been at the March on Washington, I had silently suffered the trauma of being the only one representing the race, responsible for the failures of the race, and having to be better just to be equal. But April 4th, 1968, when the clock struck six, the dream became a nightmare. Mm. The dreamer had been sh struck down. Dr. King was dead. Did the dreams of little black girls and little black boys die with him? Or did we rise? Would we be bystanders in determining our future? Could we be liberators from our past? While the dreamer is dead, he is still, his dream is still alive. In my younger selves, Miss Amari, Miss Monique, the W.E.B. Du Bois Talented 10th. This month, make up your mind to celebrate and also to liberate. So as this snap, as this chat <laughs> snaps to an end, thank you for joining us. I'm Karen Thomas. I'm Monique Callender. And we have Amari. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Amari. <laughs> Thank you. Join us next week for our chat on romantic relationships.